Hello, Experian listeners. Welcome to what we are calling the Wowcast, which we've only just decided the name of. Um, this is Ben Moreau. I am the uh, Innovation and Global Scale Director, and my co-host next to me here is... Hi, I'm Lindsay, um, and I'm the Talent Acquisition Manager for Southeast Asia, so thanks for joining us today. Um, so yeah, the, the purpose of this podcast, or Wowcast as we're calling it, is we're starting a new initiative on the new ways of working. So essentially just looking at how we can maximise employee uh, experience during COVID-19. And this will involve a whole host of things like, you know, different social norms, how we can interact with different technology to enhance our experience, um, looking at social engagement. So this will come under um, the social engagement platform. And um, yeah, just trying to leverage different ways to, to interact with our employees for the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And how much podcast recording experience do you have, Lindsay? None. Yep, me too. <laughs> so so um, we're gosh. learning. Uh, and if anyone does actually download and listen to this, please don't send any complaints about um, our lack of professionalism and be able to do a podcast. This is literally the first time we've ever done it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got, uh, we've got a few things come up for you on the show. Um, one of the um, purposes of this was to actually try and connect the business. Not everyone's in the office anymore, so we're trying to talk to a few people. Um, and so you'll be listening to uh, an interview with a new starter, uh, identity to be re- revealed later, as well as a bit of a veteran, um, someone in the business who's um, actually sadly uh, moving out of APAC. Um, but we want to also get a few of his reflections about his time in the business as well. So a bit of old and new. Um, and I guess maybe before we move into that, um, me and Lindsay haven't seen each other for quite a few months. No, um, well, this is the first time I've come into the office, actually. So Not um, even technically allowed to be here. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did do the track and trace. And I have all relevant apps are scanned and everyone knows I'm here. Um, yeah. How have been the last few months for you, Lindsay? So they've been interesting. Um I got married in June, so I can't quite believe that was over four months ago now. Um, it feels longer, so I don't know what that says about my introduction <laughs> to marriage. <laughs> um, but yeah, discovered I've got a papaya tree in my garden, so I've been looking up how to maintain papaya, <laughs> which has been interesting as well. I thought that was a euphemism for another no. bit of news you have. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and I'm pregnant. So yeah, there's... Um, well... COVID has definitely slowed down the ability to, you know, travel. My life has seemed to have took um, an escalation in a different direction. So um, true adulting, as it were. Yeah, you've gone full on nesting. You've just fast-tracked that. I know, I've just, just went full steam ahead. I won't let it um, hold me back as such. And obviously for you as well, there's some good news. Yes, also um, did some adulting. Um, so got engaged. Um, obviously, the plans were to go away and have this beautiful trip somewhere, which um, many plan Bs. Mm-hmm. Um, so did a staycation here and, and got engaged here end of July. Nice. Um, don't see weddings happening in the short term, seeing no. as most of our families are back in the UK, struggling mm-hmm. with uh, the COVID there. Um, but yeah, some, some good news out of 2020, at least for, for both of us. So that was some highlights to um, amidst the struggles so you had the engagement and so you had the staycation was it was it a big elaborate proposal or how did you go about um you know the 
trying to get the ring size? Did she know about it? Did she have any inkling? So, yeah, so I had to improvise through this. So um, uh, I didn't have a ring size in advance and obviously never went out anywhere. So we couldn't really go ring shopping. So it hadn't really come up. Um, so I was asking a sister who I thought would know the ring size. She was like, no idea, nope. no idea. <laughs> she said she does have a ring on her other hand, on the same finger. Mm -hmm. So if you can get hold of that, then you can take it to the ring shop and they can do it. Um, she doesn't take it off. So I actually had to say that Ever? someone... She never. Right, okay. She sleeps <laughs> in it. Um, so I had to say that someone wanted, really liked it, wanted a picture of it. Um, could I take it off her hand to take a picture? She said yes. So I only had a short window. So I found a small heirloom carrot, which we had in the fridge, <laughs> and put the ring over the carrot and then got a felt tip and drew the mark of where it would come up to. Took that carrot to the ring shop um, where they laughed at me a lot. I think um, that's a genius idea because the shape of a carrot is very similar to the thing that they choose. Exactly. You know, that they use in the actual shops. I think that's a very innovative way you know, that's why I work to, in X Labs. Exactly, that's my know. prototype. Um, so yeah, we're planning on taking that to market soon. <laughs> yeah. We've replaced a few of our other projects, and we're fast tracking the carrot ring. Yeah, it's a direct to consumer product that um, can we can, yeah. <laughs> can look out for in the future. Um, well, it's probably enough of us. Yep. Um, people are definitely not tuning in to to listen to us talk about Please our home guys. lives. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we will uh, move on to our first guest um, and yeah, move into that now. On the podcast, um, I mentioned earlier that we'd had a couple of guests that we would be speaking to. Uh, one, one was a new starter and we have that new starter with us now. And just a reminder is what we're looking to do here. Um, we're very conscious that um, as people join Experian, through uh, the current the current times that uh, it's hard to join. Uh, people don't know who other people are in the business and also people don't get to know those new starters. I think it's fine or reasonably fine for people that have already met those people, built those relationships and then they're working remotely. But it's very difficult when people join the business uh, for people to to get to know them. So I think one purpose is we want to have a bit of a chat with with a new starter, get, them, get to know them a little bit more so that hopefully for, for the handful of you that do listen to this, uh, should you come across this new starter, you'll be able to have a conversation with them and know a little bit about them. Secondly, uh, for new starters to um, be able to join in with some you know, company initiatives. So we're hoping that uh, we'll do a few of these and people can actually listen to these and feel like they're part of the business and getting to know what's going on and, and understand things a little bit better. Uh, so with that, I will hand over to Lindsay, who will do an introduction into our, into our new starter. Yes, I'm super excited to introduce Damien Lee. Um, so Damien is our new Head of Product Management. He is based in our AIS Malaysia office, which is at Mid Valley. Um, and you're super new, Damien. He joined two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, a bit, a bit overwhelming, I guess, being quickly asked to jump on a podcast. But, you know, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. We'll make it fun. Um, and his focus um, has been, you know, you know, it will be more on the product development side, really focusing on how we can use our data sets to really solve our clients' challenges. Um, and this is something that's not, you know, new to Damien. He's done this previously. Um, he's worked for some great companies in the past, like Visa and Standard Chartered, and most recently a FinBank um, for Hard. Really just driving their key functions again 
um, looking at revamping product proposition and helping to differentiate their product offering against competitors out in the market as well. So thanks so much, Damien, for joining. Um, we really appreciate it and it's so great to have you as our first guest. Um, do you want to just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure, thank you. Um, thanks, Ben. Thanks, uh, Lindsay, for having me on this podcast. Um, okay, so basically, um, I'm actually uh, new to Experian and I've actually like, you know, joined the company on 19th. Um, but quite frankly, I got to say that, you know, Experian really puts the uh, staff as a, a priority. Um, reason why I say that, I mean, prior, a day prior to uh, I, me joining the company, um, the HR actually arranged for a notebook to be sent to me and with very, very clear instructions how to set up my uh, notebook and with all the uh, secured uh, connections and VPN. So um, personally, I felt it's a very uh, uh, welcoming thing that, you know, we um, for a new joiner like myself to really feel like, you know, I'm part of the team and the moment on Monday itself, everything is um, up and running. So um, for me, with experience, um, I got to really say that the team, the HR, had really put through a very good uh, orientation for me. Because in my role, um, with experience, it's more to like, you know, the uh, product management. So um, I have a lot of like, you know, uh, key department heads that have actually spent their valuable time with me to really go through like, you know, the functions that they do and really put a face to the name, right? So um, in a nutshell, for me, product, um, I hope to really like, you know, um, be able to um, use the data sets that experience has to really help our clients to drive their pain points. Right? So, I mean, Lindsay clearly yep. um, slipped you a sort of bit of a bribe before this, before this interview <laughs> about how, how smooth oh. and brilliant the talent acquisition <laughs> process was. Um, but, good, but good to hear and um, glad that it went quite smoothly. But how, how is it joining a new company when you, you know, you're not coming into the office and uh, meeting everyone on the first day and you've got to meet people remotely? How have you found that? It's quite a fresh experience for me because in the past, I'm, I used to like, you know, have to clock into office, but now um, with experience, like, you know, with the lockdown, and etc. Um, I suppose it's really a leap of faith with experience for me personally, because it's, I mean, I'm not from the credit bureau background and neither am I from all this big data analytics, but I'm purely a banker. So with that, I really like, you know, um, I appreciate the opportunity and for me, um, working from home, it's kind of like, you know, a fresh a uh, set of challenges. I mean, I, with my kids, sometimes in a call, then the kids starts barging in and etc. So I really have to like, you know, learn how to uh, cope with them. I mean, having them in the house while I'm actually working. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned you've got kids. So how many kids have you got and how, how have they been during the, the COVID-19 as well? Um, okay, I have two boys, uh, Joshua and Ian. They are uh, seven and four. So at uh -huh. this age, yeah. They are relatively playful, so even during their, <laughs> their online classes, right, they could really barely sit sit down, like, you know, through the entire course of, like, you know, the, the class the class that they have. And sometimes they just start barging in. So um, in these two weeks, I learned some tricks. You know, I had some tricks up my sleeve as well. So I had these little skirts and little, like, you know, um, uh, uh, suites for them just in case, but I have to do that quietly without my wife realizing it. <laughs> just to appease them while I'm actually a, on the call. Yeah, a good strategy because um, I guess for kids as well, it's a really big change and they're probably just super excited that, you know, dad's home all the time now, like working from home. But I guess it's just making them understand that, you know, while you're at home, you're also working. But it's really good to hear that you've had, I guess, a positive start to your 
your induction and you know you'll still have a a long road ahead to that you're still very very fresh and very new into the role but no that's been great so far for you it's great actually i mean um like like what you rightfully pointed out it's really like um, a balancing act so now i'm trying to establish some kind of like you know house rules with the voices in case yeah and damien if you when the uh, mid valley office finally opens up again and you can go back or maybe you could do a bit, you know a bit of both how how do you think you'd change your um or you'd structure your work around that are you desperate to get into the office um would you be able to would you rather be at home now that you've adapted to it actually um i would really prefer to be working from the office i know um i mean for me personally i miss the kind of like you know uh, colleagues interaction i like to like you know um during discussion i like to really like you know um pick pick each other's brain like you know the expertise and etc so sometimes um one thing that I really not so um um I'd rather like you know adapted to the work from home is that sometimes during a call it's uh like a conference and etc is very structured like you know we jump straight into the uh, the the problems that we have on hand so there's not um not so much of the human interaction so that's what I'm really missing from like you know getting in the office like you know interacting with my colleagues Yeah, makes sense. I think we all feel that quite similar. It's, it's hard not seeing people's faces to really sort of connect with people and um yeah. you know you know interact with them the same way. Calls are great yeah. and video technology is great, but it's just not the same. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And what about um from your time I guess just from being at home and during lockdown or the circuit breaker has there been any like interesting books or podcasts or Netflix series that you've watched recently anything at all that you've been kind of doing to stimulate your your own time okay so um on that i have to really confess i'm not really a big fan of podcasts but i mean now that i'm actually working from home so maybe podcast is a thing for me moving forward because um, after this episode damien you'll be converted you'll yeah. be <laughs> yeah I to be honest, you don't need any other podcasts if you've got this one this is probably all you need yeah yep probably. i'll be the number one friend right <laughs> so, so seeing that yeah. <laughs> I mean I used to get stuck in a traffic like you know um going to the office I probably spent about an hour or so get just to get uh, get to my office uh, in my previous room so then I really tune into like you know the radio stations during the traffic hours and etc so podcast is probably something um for me and when during my free time um I like to really like you know uh, sit back and turn on my stereo my sound system So I really like to play some like you know um, songs and musics and um, I mean just to really take the stress off uh, uh, work etc. Just to take my mind off it. Sounds good. I know you're being very humble, Damien. We had a chat last week um, to about around Xabs. You're a digital payments expert as well, so uh, the Xabs team will be uh, contacting you for some some support there as well, which is uh, a good asset for us. Um, I wouldn't really but, say an uh, expert, but I mean, I'll, I'll of course teamwork. I'll try to really see how can I uh, contribute to the uh, team as well. Appreciated. Uh, so we might just uh, finish the the interview, Damien, with some rapid fire questions. So these are pretty pretty short. Um, we'll 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 give you a few a few questions, and you can give us a, a short answer. We're we're trying to uh, get get to know Damien a little bit better here, so we'll ask you some some questions, and you can give us a, a brief answer on those. Uh, this will be the probably the lasting impression people will have. Uh, so we'll yeah. we'll reel off a few questions, and uh, and, th- and then we can, uh, and then we'll let you get on with your day. Uh, so maybe the first one: How would your friends describe you, Damien? Dependable. Um, I would say 
I mean, dependable in case like, you know, they have any questions like um, crazy ideas, we'll just really shoot off and they'll come to me for uh, opinions and like, you know, just to pick my brains and et cetera. But really help them, you know, you know within my, any anytime within my means. Good, dependable, Damien. Yeah, no, that's a great way to be described as your friends. Um, what was the first thing you wanted to be when you were growing up? Uh, a teacher, actually. Um, yep, teacher, surprisingly. Fantastic. What's your favourite way to spend a day off? I'd love to go on hikes, um, long, hilly hikes, um, a bright and early in the morning just to enjoy the fresh air. Oh, nice. Read sunrise as well in there would be good, wouldn't it? Um, what's your favourite age growing up or what was your, your favourite age yet? Um, I'd probably say around my early 20s. Um, yeah, because I was actually uh, thinking of my, my studies in Australia, so I really had very fond memories of, I mean, that period in time. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Uh, the last thing you read, book or magazine? Um, it's actually, I mean, it's something heavy, a stress test, a reflections on financial crisis. I mean, it's financial related. And who wrote that, Damien? Do you remember? Sorry? Do you remember who wrote that? I can't really remember that. Okay. Google it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> um, yeah. And what's the what's the phone app that you use the most? At this moment, Grab. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we all have Grab. You can all relate to that. Delivery. Yeah, no, or delivery, maybe. You know. Top on the list. Last one. Last question, Damien. So, if you could have a dinner party with three people, well-known people, who alive or dead. Uh, who would they be and why? Okay, uh, first on my list, uh, Elon Musk. Um, his uh, SpaceX project. I'd like to pick his brain in terms of why, why would really take the hassle of like you know putting um, people on space uh, adventure when I mean we could really do more for Earth. Um, I mean in terms of like you know applying the billions for uh, on Earth instead of like you know going to space. So the second person would be uh, Steve Jobs uh, for his um, uh, visionary product launches and like you know his uh, vision for how Apple products would evolve etc. And the third one would be close to my heart, um, Tunku Abdul Rahman. It's one of our Asia's uh, first prime minister. I mean basically to understand his uh, economic policies and you know during when Malaysia actually achieved independence. Amazing. That's quite yeah. a high power dinner yeah. party you've organised there. No, it's just curious about their thoughts actually. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Uh, thank you, Damien. Uh, that's Thank the, you. Uh, the the end of the discussion. Really, really appreciate you coming on yet again. I know it's quite, I know when we spoke to you and briefed you before this, uh, you were wondering a little bit what you were getting yourself into when you've only been in experience about 10 days. So really appreciate you uh, working this out with us uh, and we'll, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you so yep, much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, that was Damien Lee, our, our first interview of the show and hopefully series, Lindsay. Um, dependable Damien, we learnt, which is a good sign for someone we've just employed, <laughs> I think. Uh, digital payments expert. Definitely won an invite to one of his high power I know, dinner parties. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, and yes. he'll be able to order a grab for me, seeing as that's his most used. Yeah, exactly. Handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Covers lots all the bases. Of points. <laughs> yeah, loads of points to be able to gather. Uh, how do you think that went? 
Yeah, I thought it went quite well. It was just really good to get an insight into you know a person other than learning about their professional experience as well, which is something I think we all get very caught up on when you meet a new hire. Naturally, you're just like, what's your background? What are you currently doing? Um, so no, I thought it went quite well. Yeah, really agree. Try and recreate that sort of water cola yeah. conversation. Uh, yeah, Andy stayed on the line, which was a, <laughs> it's like he didn't we were, hang up. We were, we were worried about that. Uh, so that that's good. Um, fantastic. So yeah. so what's up next? And as with any high value podcast, we have to be sponsored by advertising. So here's a message from one of our main sponsors. Hi. This is a promotional message from Mohan's white shirt tailor. My identical white shirts have clothed Mohan for 4,310 days in a row and made him the great man he is today. Before I started clothing him and he had to choose, he really wasn't much of a successful man. It was quite sad actually. If you too would like to have all forms of choice removed from your wardrobe, please contact me today at www.mohanstailor.com. Hi everyone and welcome to our second guest of the show. Uh, so we've had our new starter. Um, so we're going to the other extreme here. We've got someone who's been uh, with Experian for 20 years, just over, um, and within APAC for uh, about 12 of those years, I think. Um, so probably already guess who it is, uh, but we've got uh, Paul Smith with us. Uh, Paul, looking through a lot of research I've done here, looking through your LinkedIn bio, I can see you joined 12 years ago, you're in Hong Kong for um, a few years and then about four years in Singapore, uh, mainly through product and on the DA, DA side of things, but yeah. spanning through a few roles. Can also see, interestingly, that you've given five recommendations, uh, but not received any LinkedIn recommendations <laughs> in that time. Mm. I don't know what that, mm. what that says. But anyway, moving on from that. Um, welcome to the show. Um, and I guess a good place to start is what are your Looking back, what are your thoughts over the, the 12 years time? Um, you know, what are your reflections through it? And also maybe pick out a best and maybe worst moment as well, if you're willing to share that, uh, you know, sort of punctuate that time for you. Well, really, as you pointed out, my, my uh, biggest reflection after 12 years in Asia is why the hell haven't I got any recommendations? <laughs> so, big call out to everybody. Is that your worst yes. moment? Have if I just made it your worst be moment. Be bold and ask. <laughs> yeah. Recommendations. Doesn't need them. It's because yeah. you don't need them. No, recommendations, welcome. Mm. Um, no, Ben, thank you. And, uh, and, and it's great to be here uh, on the podcast. Um, yeah, my, my experience in Experian and, and specifically in Asia Pacific has been uh, phenomenal, really, uh, you know, without sort of bigging it up. We told you not much. to be too, too rose-tinted. I'm, I'm not trying well. to be, yeah, <laughs> be rose-tinted or, or push any particular message, but the, the one thing uh, that kind of gets me up in the morning is the excitement of grabbing hold of something new and running with it. Um, since I joined Experian to begin with, I, I sort of joined as part of a team that was 
uh, built up around the integration of the Scorex business. I then moved into fraud, where it was about integration of the MCL mm. uh, Hunter business. I then rolled uh, Hunter out into new markets and then uh, came to Asia uh, to specifically do that, to roll out um, the fraud business and then picked up um, a broader uh, product management role. Uh, and, and the one thing that's characterized those 20 years, but in particular those 12 years, is constant change. Mm. Uh, getting up in the morning and finding there's something new on the horizon. It might be a new product that you're launching, it might be a new geography that you're going into, it may be working with a client who's going through some major transformation. Mm. But, it, but it's exciting, it's always about looking at the opportunity and looking at how you can sort of best service that opportunity um, and in particular my role has always sort of straddled technology and business so bringing technology to solve business problems is something that I'm quite passionate about and working in APAC has always given me that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could push you on a on a best, you know, the best mm. day, the best moment, mm. um, as well as mm. the worst. Could you, mm. could you be specific? If I had to push you, not so. Moment, moments in time, they're, mm. they're or best kind phase, of quite, quite ephemeral, aren't they? Mm. Yes, they, they, they sort of come and go, and yeah. they're, they're highs and lows. And you know, I remember when I first arrived in in APAC, we, uh, we which was specifically to push um, fraud and ID. And we signed a, a 500 million annual dollar contract with ANZ Bank for Hunter. At that time, it was the biggest contract for Hunter that had ever been signed um, globally, and that was nice. a massive <laughs> high. Yeah, you know, that, that 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 really was a wow. Uh, th this could be the apex of my uh, mm -hmm. of my career. Uh, but then very quickly, that that kind of fades, and you're you're on to the next thing. The the one thing that I think. I'll leave APAC with um, as a kind of um, uh, defining experience um, is everything that I've been doing around cloud services. So, yep. you know, in many respects, after 10 or 12 years working with a product set which has always evolved and changed and, and, and increasingly. Um, responded to the needs of our clients, there eventually comes a time when you kind of think, oh, okay, you know, this is same old, same old. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things that, that really kind of ignited my passion again um, was everything we're doing around the cloud services space. So I, uh, I kind of, like cloud services has been, you know, etched into my heart. Yep. Uh, Kubernetes is, uh, <laughs> is my, Your my favorite, favorite words. Uh, you know everything cloud native, uh, but 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 it also encapsulates everything I think mm. that has been great about my experience here in APAC, which is about change and transformation. Yep. You know, in, in in many respects, what we're doing around the cloud space is we're we're kind of moving at a pace which is incredibly uncomfortable for the company. Yep. It's incredibly challenging for a lot of people. It demands us organizing differently, 
positioning ourselves differently, working in new technology spaces, engaging with new types of organisations. And it kind of encapsulates all those good things about change, which are the excitement and the passion about constantly being there, um, working on the edge. Yeah, so would you say, so that sounds like that was your proudest phase um, of, of the time in, in APAC, uh, you not, think? Not, not necessarily proudest so much as most, most challenging. important. Yeah. So, sort of mm. personally yep. m most important. Mm. You know, that I, I may or may not have had an impact on the business. Uh, certainly my, my sense is that mm. there is some impact there. Uh, but for me personally, um, you know, I remember having a, a, a conversation with, uh, with Mohan about this and I'm, I'm 60 years old uh, and kind of in some respects getting towards the end of my career and you know it's the time you put your feet up and <laughs> sit in your office. We're not seeing signs of that. Do very yeah. much. <laughs> but, but, but he said you know I, I, I kind of look at the passion that you brought uh, to working in the cloud services space and it amazes me because it is much more vital than the passion that I see in some of the younger members uh, mm. of, of the team, yeah. uh, and and so it, it's it's not so much a, I'm proud about doing this. It's about this is the thing yeah. that has kind of ignited me uh, as as a person and, and driven uh, a lot of passion in what I do. Mm. Uh, and the one thing that that I would say in in terms of worst moments. The worst moments are when I wake up in the morning and think, "What the hell am I doing here? Why am I doing this? What's the you know?" If, if you mean I, like if imposter I'm, syndrome, sort yeah, of like, "Am I, I really the right?" Well, not so much. No, not so much imposter syndrome. Although I do sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> feel that. I think we all do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Which, which is uh, which is a really interesting thing, you know. I wasn't suggesting, by the way, you should feel imposter syndrome. I get that, and yeah. then I. Um, but but yeah, inevitably, I do feel uh, imposter syndrome. But it no, it's just it's it's the what's the point, mm. whereas. What I felt uh, the challenge of the task the in front of you was was something that yep. got me up and made me want to uh, roll my sleeves up and get stuck in. Made made me want to go away and learn about technologies that I had no um, idea about. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. It's really interesting. Um, so I have a slightly different question, um, and I'm sure this will be very hard for you to answer. But which three people from Experian APAC, past and present, would you have at a dinner party and yeah. why? Okay. Um, so you, you did give me... And you're leaving in a few weeks, Paul. You can say whatever you yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm still working for Experian, so I can be found. It's true. No, there's a, I, I, I did think hard about this, and, and you gave me some clues that this... Uh, question was coming and as I kind of think back over the time um, that I spent uh, particularly in APAC you know I'd, I'd um, joined 12 years ago in a very very different organization 12 years ago we'd never be doing a podcast like this yeah um, for example 
Um, we, we still might not, to be honest. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's down to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, very different organisation. So Ken Sansom was the uh, the CEO of the region um, at, the, at the time. So in some ways, it would be great to have Ken uh, at a dinner party mm. uh, with Ben. Oh. So past yeah. and past and present, I think, would be quite an interesting combination, particularly as I've kind of lived through that yeah, you've time. Seen, yeah, experience that. Whereas those two are, are either end of the yeah. uh, of, of the period, <laughs> and it would be great to get a conversation going about you know what I did, why I did it, how it's evolved, why it's evolved. Differing philosophies as well? Diff different philosophies, yeah. different business environments, yeah. different size and scale. Um, you know, uh, Ken has gone on to, uh, to work for AWS. Uh, it would be interesting to have some of his reflections on mm. AWS and, and what we're doing now um, in cloud technologies and, and just get a few of those things out there on the table. You know, what, what, what did I think I did right? What did I do wrong? Why did I do it? You know, it, it, it will be really interesting to get that um, debate going. Uh, and then, then I thought, well, maybe that's great. That's a nice experience, internal view, and I could perhaps contribute to, mm. to that uh, as well. Um, but how to stir that up and mix it up and uh, uh, bring a perspective from outside of experience that said, so from the outside, how are you doing? Or to throw in challenges about what we've done and, and, and where we're going. And uh, there's a, a great podcast I listened to, and I know actually Ben Yu, I think introduced me to Exponential View, a guy called Azim Azar. Um, and Azim is a, a, a technologist, uh, mm. and, and in some ways a, a kind of cultural philosopher yep. in, many respects um, and and I just love to add him to the mix as well uh, to challenge uh, some of the, the thinking some of the ideas some of the reflections from both Ken and Ben uh, and really stir that uh, that conversation up uh, <laughs> yeah he's course. great at sitting on that part between business and sort of ethics and yes um, yeah. you know, future yes and how these yeah, yeah. business and ethics and come together AI will come together yes. it'd be interesting to yeah, yeah. have him with some business yeah. leaders to yeah and test as them. you say particularly the data AI privacy the relationship between um, you know technology and business power and democracy I think it would be a, a an, an interesting mix and uh, I think we'd spice that up with a few bottles of uh, red wine <laughs> uh, probably Italian <laughs> Yeah. A pretty good dinner party. I love that. I think our next great. podcast will make that happen. Yeah. That'll be a, a fly in the world. <laughs> I think we've got the budgets to fly Azim over and Ken. Oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in, given, incredible. given the way we work now, we can uh, we can get that done virtually. Oh, yeah, can, exactly. Can, yeah, can I'm sure it would be a, a great podcast. That would be yeah. excellent. And so, end of the month, uh, so it's uh, early November now, at the end mm -hmm. of the month, you move back to the UK. Obviously, mm -hmm. you're going into a 
a little bit of a difficult time for the UK, but that aside, what are you excited about going back to and um, yeah, the, the phase that sits in front of you? I think the, the main reason for, for going back is really family. Um, you know, we, Sarah and I, my wife, had decided that we'd go back to the UK anyway last year. Uh, and it, it, the, the decision has been challenged a little bit by the, mm -hmm. the um, uh, COVID and, and, and the uh, sort of various lockdowns and, and so on. And in fact, lots of people asking us at the moment, why the hell are we going back? Uh, we, having left a country that has pretty much um, solved the problem, or at least on the face of it, yeah. uh, to a country which is now going into... Uh, a pretty challenging second phase, mm. um, but really, family is the uh, is the main reason, um, uh, and you know it, it has been increasingly difficult to maintain the kind of contact with family and 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 a lot of friends that, mm. that we have in the UK. Uh, you know, we was in both Hong Kong and here. A lot of friends came to visit, but they've been there, they've done that. Keeping that contact, keeping that relationship building and growing those relationships is um, is really important. So that that's kind of the main driver. Um, in terms of what the future holds, well, I'm very lucky to be uh, to have the opportunity. I think anyway to continue working for Experian, uh, and the thing that I'm looking forward to is having come from working in the global organization and bringing some of the skills and the experience that I got in the uh, global organization out into the region, uh, I've now got the opportunity to take that regional view um, back into the center. And particularly with uh, a lot of the, uh, the processes and the organization that's starting to grow and build, around things like cloud technology, which tends to be a lot more centralized. I think having a regional perspective on that is gonna be really useful. So I'm looking forward to you know, exactly the opposite challenges, but now at the center. Yeah, well, we wish you all the best. Um, Thanks very much. It's a loss for us, and I think you had a, say personally had a big influence and you were helpful for me when I, when I moved here as well. And I think that's probably the same for a lot of other people in, in the business. So. All the best with it, and hopefully no, we will much. see you see you again soon. Oh, I hope best. you're going to go to my uh, LinkedIn page. First thing, <laughs> oh, yeah. first first recommendation, <laughs> first one. I promise. Me too. I promise it'll be there. <laughs> okay. Uh, amazing. Thanks, uh, Paul. Thank thanks you. very much. Thanks, Lucy. Thanks, Ben. Okay, so we've just heard from Paul Smith, and my goodness, over twenty years at Experian. Um, yeah, of course, we, we would love to wish him the best of luck for his return to the UK. Um, yeah, and just stay in touch. So yeah, that's a wrap from the, the Wowcast, our first ever podcast. Um, so we've spoke about heirloom carrots. Papayas. Yeah. Yep, babies. Yep. Getting married, getting engaged. Yeah, absolutely. You heard from Damien, um, one of over 25 new starters. So uh, any others that are listening, you, are, you, you might be next. Yeah, we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's the, that's the end of our first Wowcast. These will be monthly, hopefully, seeing, yep. assuming we get past this first hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so tune in next month for the next one.
Thanks, everyone. Thank you.